0: What's up? You're listening to the Scholarly Spark Podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we discover the secrets of South Asia and experience different foods, the latest technologies, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Kamal Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of South Asia. All from the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. You mentioned the social. Uh, the social leaders are the ones that get remembered. Not exactly. Not necessarily the wealthiest or the entrepreneurs. Who do you think, 50 yeah. years from today, will be remembered as
1: as a great social leader? Uh, in terms of the social justice people, I, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, sure. I would imagine that the people who are doing stuff that's focused around climate change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people who are doing stuff focused around inequality. Mm -hmm. I think these two things will, in the long run, be very significant. Mm -hmm. So I would say everyone who's active in that, uh, there's some potential there. There's great potential. So, I mean, uh, yeah, so I would say that. In terms of thinkers, there are so many thinkers, obviously, but probably, I mean, the most famous public intellectual in the world is Noam Chomsky. Mm-hmm. American intellectual and he uh <clears throat> he's had quite an impact on people around the world so i would i would think he would be quite important he's done a lot of interesting research around linguistics and how the mind is organized and then he's also done a lot of social justice work around uh around globalization and so on so i think um he's probably quite significant in uh, in the long run
0: yeah I think that the reason we remember these social justice warriors, these freedom fighters, because I think it's embedded in human psychology to respect someone with that much courage and, and grit. Do you think, you think that's probably the case?
1: Uh, it's interesting. You might be right. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question. I, I mean, my own feeling is they, because they improve society, mm-hmm. we all uh, see it. We all live it. Right, Whereas the true. the the wealthy, they improve themselves. It's not always clear how much they're helping each one of us. Mm, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. are in some ways, of course. If they, you know, like produce jobs and so on. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to diminish that. I mean, and I suppose people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates I, yeah. um, will be yeah. remembered in the long run,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: not only for their uh, in the same way that today we remember the uh, the Rockefellers and the Carnegie Mellon and so on. Right. Right. Or Andrew Carnegie and so on. So, um, I mean, I think, but you know, we remember the Rockefeller and Carnegie because they set up foundations and donated a lot of money.
2: So, mm-hmm.
1: I think again, even there, they're remembered because they begin to use their wealth to try to improve society. Yeah, that's you know one thing. And that's the the big lesson, right? That you. I mean, this is the lesson of, I guess, of getting older: is you realize that you'll pass away, but society will live on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you want to contribute to that um, mm-hmm. that kind of ongoing project. Yeah, is, is, that's hard to accept, right? Like knowing that society will go on, and and you won't be remembered at one point. You to. Yeah. On. It is. It is. It is. You're right. <laughs> it is hard to accept. I mean, yeah. it's 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 complicated. There, one of the stories that students like is the Epic of Gilgamesh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the great Mesopotamian story. It's a story that's actually almost 4,000 years old, and it's the first great epic. And in the story, it's about a a king whose best friend dies, and the king goes off searching for immortality because he's so terrified. He's sad that his best friend has died, but he's also terrified at the thought of his own death. Right. And he goes on this very long journey, and eventually he uh, he, he meets all these various characters who try to help him along. And eventually, he comes back to his kingdom, and he realizes that I won't have immortality, but my kingdom will. So I right. should pour all my energy into making sure my kingdom is that's very noble—a great kingdom. Yeah. And I, I think that recognition—that's that, probably the recognition that uh, all of us reach—that yeah. humanity will live on, and we should pour our energy into making sure, you know, we build a. Uh, a global civilization that right. addresses our needs, that right. address humanity's future needs. Yeah, I agree so. completely. Um, so, other than other than this, can you tell us
0: some interesting facts about yourself? What, what else? What else you got under your sleeves?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, here's something interesting for you. Um, yeah. Or I, well, at least it's interesting to me. Yeah, I, live, I live in this uh, cooperative housing experiment. My wife and I, we live in this cooperative housing experiment. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, so we live in an apartment building with a hundred units. Okay. But the apart- the building isn't owned by a landlord. It's owned by the government, but through our, through our rent, we've been, all of our rents, we pay off the mortgage. And in two years, we'll as collectively own the building. Oh, wow. And so the, what's interesting about this is 25% 25 of the hundred units are subsidized for low income, poor, uh, disabled, and seniors. Yeah. So they get to live in a nice home uh, at a very low rent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The rest of us pay a little less on our rent as well, because since we own it, it's not like the typical landlord situation where the landlord takes the surplus and then goes and invests it in something else. Since we run the place, all right. the, the extra money goes back into making the place more livable and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, everything's run by committees. We have a board of director directors. We have a finance committee. We have a landscape committee. We have a social committee. I'm right. on the social committee. We um, so it's it's a very it's it's an interesting place because here you have a home on Toronto's yeah. waterfront. Mm-hmm. Where we have a feeling of community. In most big cities, you don't get this feeling of community. If you walk into your building, you don't know most of the people in the building.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in my building, I know, I know most of the people in the building. When I walk into the elevator, I have a conversation with whoever's there. Right. So this is a, a kind of very interesting experiment yeah, yeah. in Sounds local justice, yeah, yeah. right? Local and, and housing. Like if everyone lived the, this way, we'd eliminate homelessness. Right, right. So uh, it's a very nice place to come home to every night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because as I say, I come home and I say hello to everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, it's, it's just an interesting kind of experiment. And I think these, these types of cooperative collective experiments are probably going to get, are probably going to increase in the future. Yeah. Uh, because people have a very deep desire for meaning and community that's being stifled in normal society. It's mm-hmm. not being fulfilled. Right. Well, so we've got to create it. And there are lots of different interesting ways to create it.
0: So the, the premise of the whole, uh, the whole apartment building is that you guys pull
1: together money for the whole building. Is that the premise, Right. the premise? Yeah. The premise is we own it collectively. Okay. Uh, do you we think, run it. Yeah. We run it collectively.
0: Do you think that's kind of, uh, alluding to, to communism
2: a little bit
1: is sharing. Now, a resource Okay. No, because uh, com- I mean communism. The big failure of communism
2: mm-hmm.
1: was that uh, one authority would run everything. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm. Right. Whereas this is more of a grassroots kind of collective thing. Yeah. Mm. A group of us owning a building. I mean, we're operating within a capitalist system. We're paying, right. we're paying our, we're paying our all our various bills and taxes and so on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we we organize the building cooperatively and collectively.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that makes all of us learn, develop certain skills in terms of finance and direction and so on that are, that are required in a building. Right. And um, I think most people are pretty happy living here. Yeah, yeah. That sense of community would be really nice to have. Yeah. It really is a nice sense of community. So um, I would love it if we have more of these. Uh, we have quite a number of them in Canada, but it'd be great if we had m- many more. That would be, Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I also heard that you speak uh, four languages. Is that true? Well, I can read them. I used to be able to speak more, but I can read them. I mean, I can read uh, English, French, Spanish, Portuguese. And uh, now I'm actually studying uh, Persian. Oh, wow. What what makes you study all these languages? How did you get to get down to that? Well, I just, I mean, I'm just interested in the world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you got to keep your mind, you know, it's interesting because... Mm -hmm. As a professor, <clears throat> you're in a very dynamic intellectual environment right're right. always reading and so on
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it, even there, you've got to keep stretching yourself. so I started yeah. taking this Persian class uh-huh. and it's nice because then I'm the student <laughs> yeah my <laughs> uh teacher and other students who know uh far more for the most part know far more about Persian than I do, right. But that that's good. That's a good challenge. It hel- it reminds me of what it's like to be a student, and that helps me. I think when I teach, yeah, you got to keep challenging yourself. I, I always try to um, think about at, at the beginning of the year. I kind of map out the year for myself. Myself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I try to think about what skill I want to develop. Mm, yeah, What that's a good skill way to approach. I want to develop. Yeah, and um, so for the last uh, year or two, it's for the last year, it's been Persian.
0: Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think I'll follow that approach. Set a goal and then go into the year. Nice well,
1: straight. you've got to, you know, you set all your normal goals.
2: Yeah. Right? All,
1: the, all the obvious goals, your kind yeah. of career goals, your mm-hmm. physical health goals, your community goals, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you also maybe need to set a goal that's um, not directly, not so instrumental necessarily. Right. Something right. That's, that actually is just going to be valuable to you. Mm-hmm. I noticed that going to take a class once a week puts me in a very different mindset, especially right. since the course that's not going to produce any uh, wealth or power for me. It's just an interesting course. Yeah. yeah. Right? Learning about uh, Pers- the Persian language and Persian culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah.
0: if if you could leave our viewers with one one life lesson, what would it be?
1: I would okay. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I would say there there are lots of different. Um, I, I think everyone needs some sort. Well, how about two lessons? Sure, that's true. Yeah, 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 that's fine. One, yeah. I would say in our world there are two things that you absolutely everyone absolutely requires. Mm-hmm. First, you need some sort of physical health practice, some sort of physical plan. Okay. In terms of health, because okay. uh, our bodies are eroded by sitting at computers all the time. Mm-hmm you need some sort of physical plan, some regular physical workout plan. Yeah. Second, you need uh, some sort of spiritual practice. Right. Now, whatever that is, for some people, it's their religion, so they go to church every Mm -hmm. week. Right. For other people, it's their yoga class or their meditation practice.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Whatever it is, you need some sort of spiritual practice that's done in community. Right. Not in isolation. Yeah. That in the long, I've noticed that in the long run, those two things the physical practice and the spiritual practice right become very significant over the long haul yeah that that would make sense yeah so yeah. guys you enter here in first yeah the short haul, yeah. haul we will always find reasons to focus on other things yeah yeah but in the long haul but it's like you know we always have time we always focus on the urgent yeah but the important are the long term things and those long term processes are physical and spiritual
0: mm yeah. So straight from Doctor Thomas Panaya, you need the physical plan and you need the spiritual plan.
1: That's today's lesson.
0: Oh yeah! Thank you so much for joining us. It was really fun to talk to you. Really interesting to hear all your different opinions and have you on the show. Thanks so thank much. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm always happy to uh, come back on your show. I've, I was listening to some of your other podcasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, fantastic. They're really oh, great. You're doing. A, you so you're providing a great service. So keep doing that. Thanks so. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been super
0: fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the vast, mysterious lands of South Asia. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.